I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Hi, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you posed an interesting question, which was, how can anyone fall for a romance scam? You know, Vicki, that does puzzle a lot of our listeners. And you gave an explanation that was very good. But do you have more insights? I do. What I came across is something that I think is very revealing. It's a story which explains how it happens, how somebody could fall for a romance scam. And I'm going to read the story to you. So here goes. Sue just lost her husband. They had a great 40-year marriage. Like most people, she had friends and family around to help her through her grief. But as the weeks went on, people got back to their normal lives, and Sue was left more and more on her own. Her loneliness continued to grow each day. She found herself on her Facebook page, reminiscing about old times and memories of her late husband, She posted pictures of vacations they took, cars they bought, and other memories to help her feel not so alone. Then one day, a message alert dings, telling her someone is sending her a note. It reads something like this. I know you don't know me, but I saw your posts just scrolling through Facebook. And like you, I lost my wife to cancer seven years ago. I just want you to know that it gets easier, but it never goes away. Stay strong, Bob. What a beautiful message to receive from a complete stranger. Sue replies with a thank you and a heartfelt message of grief for this stranger and a lot of gratitude to have someone who truly understands her. Bob and Sue develop a quick bond. They become internet friends and start to chat daily. Daily turns into multiple times a day, which quickly turns into a nonstop chat thread between the two. Bob tells Sue he is a hardworking widower living in Eastern Europe with dreams of coming to America, and he's been saving his money to do just that. He tells her that when he gets to America, he is going to take her out to dinner to thank her for helping him through his grief. Wow. You really can see how she was the perfect victim. And unfortunately, she gave out too much information on social media. The scammer knew just how to approach her to gain her trust and was so sympathetic to her situation. And I'm sure she was very, very distraught and lonely after she lost her husband. Yes. And sadly, Bob isn't a real person. Well, he is, but his name isn't Bob and he's not a widower. And he certainly is not a hardworking person. He's running a romance scam. And of course, once he had his victim under the ether, as they say, he started asking for money. So this story is an article from Psychology Today, and it goes on to explain the psychology of romance scams and why they work. And it actually has to do with chemicals in the brain triggered by things like lust, attraction, and attachment, all the emotions that are really at work in real-life romances. And these emotions trigger chemicals like dopamine, which make us feel giddy and lovesick. We've all had that feeling. And oxytocin, which happens during the attachment phase. So we stop thinking with our rational brain. That's right. And the takeaway here 
is that this is not related to someone being gullible, stupid, or having no critical thought. This is about someone being human, demonstrating that very basic need for human connection. And it's that humanness that's being exploited by a very malicious person. Does the article give any suggestions about what a friend or family member can do if someone they care about is caught up in this romance scam? Because I can remember stories where it's really hard to convince them that they're being scammed. So if you're a relative or a friend of someone who's been caught up in one of these scams, start by showing empathy. The victim is already feeling duped and foolish, and they may still be caught in the throes of their romance, like you say. They're going to have a very hard time extracting themselves from this relationship. So a friend or family member who is concerned needs to be very patient. You need to look for chances to ask questions about the information that they might be getting from the scammer and point out any discrepancies in what the scammer is saying. Does the article give advice to someone who may be vulnerable to these romance scams? Yes. So first of all, educate yourself about romance scams. This is such a popular scam that there are lots of bits of information on the web. Just Google romance scams and you will be swamped. Also, if you meet someone online, share this information with a friend, somebody who you trust to give you good feedback. Don't isolate yourself. Make sure that you have friends that you can confide in, somebody to bounce off these things that are happening to you. Yeah. And I remember there's even like a support service for people who have been victims of a romance scam. I think that AARP has. Absolutely. If you Google AARP and you want to get involved in one of their groups, they have excellent support groups for people that have gotten involved in these romance scams and are having a hard time extricating themselves. Yeah. Thank you, Vicki. Would you share your fraud hotline number with our listeners? Yes, area code 805-568-2442. And again, 805-568-2442. And if you have a story that you would like to share or just a question, I am happy to get your phone calls. Oh, that sounds great. And please subscribe to our channel, whether you're listening or whether you're watching on YouTube so that you don't miss a single warning. We'd really appreciate it. Now, Patty, I've got some good news. Shall I share that right now? You must have the good news. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought this is, was an interesting follow-up because a couple of weeks ago, I shared some good news about a jail inmate who, while in jail, was committing another crime. She was successfully running an unemployment insurance scam until she got caught. So just coincidentally, last week, I got another bulletin about another inmate running a scam while she was in prison. And here's what she did. She and other inmates got a hold of some contraband cell phones. They used these cell phones to access internet websites, which contained names, addresses, and telephone numbers of their potential victims. And they called these victims pretending to be from law enforcement, telling them that they had failed to appear for jury duty, a warrant had gone out for their arrest, and to avoid being arrested, they needed to pay a fine. Of course, in order to pay this fine, they had to go out and buy gift cards and give the card number to the inmate. The inmates then gave these numbers to co-conspirators on the outside who could access the funds for them. And to make this scam seem even more real, the inmates created fictitious voicemail greetings on their phones, identifying themselves as members of law enforcement. 
They defrauded two victims out of $9,700 before they were caught. So clearly, these inmates <laughs> do not have enough to do. I'm sorry to laugh because it's not funny to scam people. But the fact that they're doing this from jail or prison from jail. is, oh, yeah. oh, from jail. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I know. Yeah. Not ready to go out in the outside world yet. Not quite. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, Patty. Bye.